Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey, welcome everyone back. Uh, After a time of worship, it's nothing like worshiping God. Even in the midst of problems or worry, God always should get our worship, get our very best praise, get all of our honor. I want to encourage some of you, you have an experience being back in the room. And while I fully respect that, honor that, you need to do what you feel is safe for you and for your loved ones. But I want to encourage you sometime in early 2021, come back to a church service to experience live worship. There's nothing like praising God together with God's people in God's house. And this has been a year, it would be so easy to push away or to pull away. And yet so many of you have stayed tuned in, stayed leaning in in 2020, which is a year that we, many of us would like to forget in the midst of all the pandemic and the virus and the politics and the pain, yet here we are. And we're a courageous church and I'm so proud of you. We're a generous church. Uh, Through the House of Hope, we serve 7,200 families. We've given away about 1.8 million meals to our community. In fact, just this last week, we sowed in generously to kids that maybe have been left behind or left out this Christmas. Because of your generosity, because of your courage, because of your faithfulness, we're making a difference, bringing help and hope to the world around us. So I don't know what your 2020's been like. For all of us, it's been weird. Maybe for you, it's just been I, maybe it's been frightful, but you are still here and God has something great in store for you. I'm gonna take a moment before we jump into the word to pray, to pray for you, to pray for our church, to pray for our city. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, you are so good, awesome, amazing. We are so grateful for you. I am grateful, God, that you've put me in this church and what an honor it is with Liz to lead these people of faith into the future. And Lord, I'm declaring that not just from this message, but from your voice speaking to every heart, you would begin to speak to them about the promises you have in store for them in 2021 and beyond. Help us find you right here, right now. Hear your voice. Get the healing and help that we need so it can be hope to the world around us. Change us, change our church, so we can change and impact a city. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to speak just for a few moments on a simple thought. The title is this, to renew, revive, reward. Renew, revive, reward. If you renew your passion for God, His word promises that he will revive your heart, your soul, your life. He'll bring revival to your life. And then as Hebrews 11, 6 says, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if you renew your passion for God, you find that he'll revive you in your inside world. And he rewards you in your inside world and your outside world as we keep pursuing him. You know, they say insanity, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. 2020 has been a year where you've been stuck in some routines. And yet some ways it's been a year of disruption. You've been forced into unfamiliar territory. No doubt it's taken a toll on most of us. Maybe it's taken a more severe toll on you than somebody else. The fact is God sees where you're at and yet he's wanting to lead you and speak to you right where you're at to revive you so that he can lead you on a path of not just restoration, but also a path of reward. I don't know about you, but I don't want another 2020. Now, none of us can control the climate of the world around us. All of us are called to control that spirit 
or lead our own hearts to the right place. And the best thing you can do to ever lead your heart to the right place is to keep leaning into the presence of God, keep digging into the Word of God. I want this coming year for your life and for our church to be that year, that year of breakthrough, that year of restoration, that year of revival, that year of an old promise that you may be given up on becoming a reality in your life. Uh, this year, I'm kicking off the year with a brand new Bible. I've had this Bible right here for 10 years, and I'm not getting rid of this Bible. It's near and dear to me. In fact, it's heavily highlighted, lit up like a Christmas tree. But I am getting a brand new Bible. Got it right here. Gave myself a Christmas gift, as I am well known to do. And I'm excited because it doesn't have anything highlighted in it yet. And although all these passages here spoke to me in one time and season, I'm asking God to speak to me fresh and new. I want when I begin to highlight and underline and write in my notes for it to be not just an old familiar passage, but something new that God is speaking to my faith. In the same way, let's not go through the motions of the past year or the past decade or how we've walked our spiritual life up to this point. Let's maybe start brand new afresh, not knowing what we already know, but leaning into what God wants to say. What new thing or revelation will he want to speak to us? In fact, in the Bible we see God has a very clear plan to bring renewal, to bring revival, and to bring reward. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and I love it from the message paraphrase. It says, if my people, my God-defined people, will respond by humbling themselves, praying, seeking my presence, and turning their backs on their wicked lives, I'll be there ready for you. Do you know that God is ready for you right where you're at? He's looking for you to turn away from the old and step into the new. And he says, I'll be there ready and I'll listen from heaven, forgive their sins, restore their land to health. In other words, I won't just help them. I'm going to help the whole world around them. He asks us to do a couple things. He says, I need you to pray. In other words, I want to be in communication with you. He says, I need you to humble out. Don't think so highly of yourself, but instead think highly of me. He also says, I need you to seek me. Seek me with your, your whole heart. Turn your back on your old behavior. In other words, let's change. Let's change our behavior. And then he says, I will hear you, I will help you, and I'll heal you. If you need to renew in your life, it all starts with communicating with God. Letting him know where you're at. Let him know who he is to you. And then listen to him, humble yourself, turn from your old behavior, and I will hear you, I will heal you, I will restore you. In other words, if you will pursue me, I'll give you peace. I'll bring promises to pass in your life. You know, January 1, most of us are gonna step on the scale to see what our starting point is. It shows you where you're at. How many know the scale don't lie? It tells you the truth. And so therefore, when we're starting our new diets, our routines, our new exercises, we know our beginning point. And then we set a goal to where we want to be. You know, there is no scale for your soul, but there are signs. In other words, you don't really know where your soul is at, but you can see it through the signs of your behavior. I think mostly you could see it through your optimistic viewpoint of what you're believing God for. In other words, you could see it through your faith. Some of you have given up on faith for the goodness of God or the blessings of God or the best of God in your life. And if that's true, then you probably have a soul that's dragging, that's heavy, that's weary. You can also see signs of a worn out soul or a soul in depletion. 
through if you have anger issues or just flat out frustration, if you're carrying hurt or bitterness, there's just a lethargy to your life, a lack of believing God for the bigger things or a limited vision for your future. These are all signs of a soul that needs renewal, that needs a revival. I think we're all trying to change our habits at this time of year. You know, we don't want to bite our nails anymore. We want to limit our social media. Top habit people want to change or add to their life is they want to exercise more. First Timothy 4 verse 8 says, physical training is of some value. So God doesn't tell you you don't get to skip the gym. He says it's of some value, but godliness has value for all things. In other words, it's good for all of your life. And it says it's holding a promise for both the present life and the life to come. In other words, when we seek godliness or more of God, more of his presence, more time with him, closeness to him, more faith, it is good for right now and good for the future. It's good for where you're at and where you're going. The Bible says it's it's okay to work on your physical health. That has a minor benefit. But your spiritual health, the status of your soul, has a major blessing. You know, there's about 82 million Americans that will spend $28.6 billion on gym membership this year. We're going to try to invest in our future. And yet, if you don't show up, if you don't go to the gym, if you don't stretch yourself or sweat a little bit, all that investment leads to nothing. Everybody wants to exercise more so they can feel better, so they can look better, so they can be better. In the same way, let's make an investment in God's house, in God's word, in God's presence. Let's revive ourselves by leaning into him. Let's make an investment and let's keep showing up. I think anyone can read their Bible on January 1. God's looking for the people that are still there in April still leaning in and pursuing his presence in August and September. But I believe this, if you put spiritual health as the number one goal in your life, it will bless you now and into your future. We build these habits, habits that become our routines. Routines will dictate your daily life. Your daily life becomes your monthly life, becomes your yearly life. It becomes your reality. And reality, your everyday life will truly lead you into destiny. In other words, your daily habits will dictate the end goal of your life. So if habits lead us to destiny, how many think we should carefully examine our habits? Are they helping us? Are they hindering us? Are they leading us to more of God's presence? Are they pushing us away from the things that God wants to do and the things that God wants to say? The Bible tells us that our thoughts become actions. I think many of us have good intentions or good thoughts for this coming year. But the truth is your life is determined. The course of your life is determined by the status of your heart. So you have to act on those good thoughts or intentions. The Bible says it this way, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This is why I want you to get your habits and your heart aligned. Your God habits and God's heart for you aligned. If those things come together, it'll be your best spiritual year and you will be revived, you will be restored, you will experience the reward of heaven in your life. Now, it's not all willpower. I think you have to make a plan and stick to the plan, but all of us are gonna fall short of our best intentions. This is why we've gotta run on grace power. We don't get to manufacture God momentum in our life, but if we'll choose to renew our passion for his purposes, he'll revive us and he'll reward us 
as well. So let's enter into this new year with the focus, like it said in the Word, on being people of prayer, people of humility, people that cut out anything that's detrimental to our soul, knowing that God hears us, God heals us, and God leads us into His future. You know, it says in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, since you've been raised to new life with Christ, in other words, since you've been saved, set your sights on the realities of heaven, not on the realities of the earth. I mean, everything we look around and see around us isn't all that encouraging. This is why we've got to get a perspective shift looking to the realities of heaven. Because the truth is God wants to bring heaven to earth through your life. And we can have the very best of heaven even in the most difficult and hardship situations here on the earth. Why? Because we are people that are living in and with and filled with the presence of God. The reality of heaven where God's presence fills the whole throne room can be the reality of your life. In the Old Testament, the high priest, the one special kind of man of God, would go into the Holy Holies once a year and make a sacrifice for the sins of the people. In other words, one man did it for everyone once a year. But the New Testament, the presence of God is not in a place. The presence is in his people. It's inside you as a believer. So you have the opportunity, not once a year, but every time you want to. Every moment of every day, God's presence is there. And you can go to that presence. You can find that presence. You can live in that presence. Therefore, you can experience the living, breathing power and grace of God at any moment that you desire. I don't know about you, but no matter how weary I am or how discouraged I might be, it's good to always know that God's presence is right there living on the inside of me. And all I have to do is turn to Him in that moment and I can find Him. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, Therefore, brothers, since we have a confidence to enter the most holy place, by the blood of Jesus. In other words, Jesus' sacrifice has secured God's presence for us. By a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain, that is, Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, His body, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart full of assurance of faith. I love that. It says there's a new and living way. It's been opened for you. Because of Jesus' life, you have access granted to the presence of God. But then it says, let us draw near to God with those sincere hearts. So just because you have access to it, doesn't mean you're gonna own the opportunity. I love the thought that we get to choose. Just like we choose whether we're gonna to go to the gym and use our membership to build our physical bodies, we have to choose. We have a membership access granted to the presence of the living God. You've gotta choose with a sincere heart to draw near to Him. The Bible says if we'll draw near to him, he'll always draw near to us. But God's not trying to avoid you. No, he's trying to find you. He's actually trying to reach you. He wants you to find him at an even deeper level. So as we enter this new season, this new year, maybe you're entering into a new career, or new season of life, a new relationship. Don't do it without choosing daily to enter into his presence. In that place, you'll find a renewal. In that place, you'll find a personal revival. In that place, God will begin to lead you to the rewards He has in store for your future. It's a new and living way. It says in Psalms 100 that we enter into His presence with a password. The password is called thank you. The password is God, I'm grateful. It says you can make yourself home there talking praise. We normally think about singing praise. 
Praise is not a type of song we do on Sunday. It's not the fast song that comes before the slow songs. No, praise is a posture of the heart. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if we're not praising God, we aren't positioned right with God. Well, Pastor Kyle, I don't have a lot to praise God about in 2020. Hey, you're not alone. There's definitely a lot of detriment to this last year. But let me stop you before you go down that negative thought train. You have something to praise God for. You're still here. You're still saved. You're still alive. You're still loved by God. You're still called. God isn't done. There's always something to praise your God about. And if you keep in a posture of praise, you'll begin to experience the presence of God in a new and living way. What happens in God's presence? Everything you need. If you'll start your morning off with the presence of God, He'll begin to lead you for all that you need for that day. What happens in the presence of God? Everything that God wants to happen happens in the presence of God. He can lift off burdens, give you direction. He can give you a fresh sense of purpose. He can restore your courage. He can build your faith. Let's be people that practice daily praise so we can experience access granted to the fullness of his presence so that everything that God wants to be a reality in our life can show up here and now. It says in Psalm 16 verse 11, you will make known to me the path of life and in your presence is the fullness of joy. By your right hand there are pleasures forever. I think so much about our spiritual development has to do with the people that we're doing life with. And 2020 was a year of distancing and separation. But I want to encourage you to be a person that leans in to this family of faith, leans into community at a new level, even more than you did in years before the pandemic. Let's go after God together. One of the things we're going to do, one of the things I'm asking of you, is on January 3rd at sundown that you join us for seven days of prayer and fasting. Let's be the people that practice what we preach or proclaim, that God goes first. On that Sunday night, we're going to strip away some things, not necessarily bad things. I mean, you know, food's a good thing. It's a great thing. But we're going to strip away some things that we normally have so we can obtain and grab a hold of everything that God wants to give us. You know, just like you begin to pursue your wife if you're married or the person you're dating. At first, you were all in. They were priority of your time, your attention. You, you dress differently. You spent your whole paycheck on stuff you really couldn't afford. And then yet, when you get married after a while, the tendency is that we become familiar with that person. And instead of like, oh, babe, I love you. It's like, oh, babe, where's my pants? How come you haven't done that for me yet? You get a little frustrated in the seasons of familiarity because that which you once thought was precious becomes ordinary. God is never something to be ordinary. God never wants to be something we're just overly familiar with. He wants us to know us, know Him intimately, wants us to be close to Him. But the truth is about God and His great love for you, the Apostle Paul tells us you can never find the full depth of it, the width of it, or the breadth of it. In other words, there's so much more to Him. So let's not become familiar with our faith of yesteryear. Let's choose this year that we're going to pursue his presence and lean into him like never before. And when we do that, there's going to be a renewal in your life and in your passion. There'll be a revival in your life and there'll be a reward of the goodness of God showing up in your world and in your day-to-day -day life. And even big destiny moments, I believe, hinge 
on those little tiny moments of encountering his presence and speaking praise and, and listening to what he wants to say to you. It says in the Old Testament in Daniel chapter 1, verse 18, Daniel's this great character for us to look at because he was a stranger in a strange land, and yet God promoted him even in a place where he's far from his birthplace. It says this, that Daniel purposed in his heart that he wouldn't defile himself with his own rightful portion of the king's delicacies or with the wine in which they drank so that he wouldn't defile himself. In other words, he said no to some what could be good things to have all of the God things. In the same way, you need to understand faithfulness to God does not occur by accident. It's not just a flippant decision. It requires a real commitment. It requires a daily sacrifice. It requires a predetermined resolution that I'm all in on all that God has. You know, I went to the gym yesterday and sadly it had been about like five weeks since I'd been. And every time it's been a while since I've gone and I go back, I'm, I'm surprised on how far I've fallen from where I was. I know you're already saying, well, Kyle, we could tell you went to the gym yesterday. You're, you're huge. That's a joke. And I can't tell whether you're laughing or not, but I'm just going to carry on assuming, like most of my jokes on Sunday, you're not laughing. But I went to the gym and I, I was shocked that hey, I couldn't lift as much as I used to be able to. It only been five weeks. Uh, I'm way more sore today than I thought I would be. But because I had gotten out of the consistency or the habits of my health, the stretch or the lean in takes a little more out of me. Uh, the same with our beginning of our spiritual health and devotion to God. At first, when we haven't done it for a while, it, it's a little awkward. It, it may be even a little painful. Maybe you're not as far along as you wish you were or you used to be. This is why we have to make the decision. We're not going to do it once every once in a while. No, we're going to make this the predetermined position and posture of our heart that we're going after God in 2021. We're making the pursuit of God a priority. Let's make a commitment. We're not getting to the end of 2021 where we're currently at. We're going to have the courage and the resolve and the discipline to be everywhere God's called us to be, to be exactly where God wants us to be at. One thing I think about the pursuit of God is that it, it keeps us pure. It eliminates some of the distractions and the detriments of daily life. I don't know what you were dreaming for in 2020, that most likely because of just the climate of the world and the, the shutdown that we've all walked through, you're probably not where you thought you would be. I know for me, even leading the church, I'm probably not where I really thought we would be as a church family. Listen, just because God hasn't shown up yet doesn't mean it's time to give up now. Do you know how many stories the Bible is filled with where delay is a major theme of their faith decision? In other words, when they didn't see it, they had to keep stepping towards it. I think about Abraham and Sarah waited for a child. Jacob waited and worked for his wife. Joseph waited on the dream to become a reality, even when he was in lockdown in prison. Moses was waiting for the right time to deliver God's people. Joshua had a way to hold generation to be gone so he could step in and grab a hold of what God called him to lead. Pretty much every major character in the early part of your Bible has delay. 2020 might have seemed like a delay, but destiny is still right on schedule. I think in the delay, God develops us. So what have you been waiting for? 
You've been waiting for everything to open for you and everything to happen before you step in. It's not the way it works. The way it works is we renew our passion for Him. We lean into His presence. We experience a personal revival. And then the blessing, the favor, the reward, the promise coming to pass can become a reality. Jesus says this way in Matthew chapter 7. If you ask, it'll be given to you. If you seek, you're going to find. If you knock, the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks on the door will be open. In other words, Jesus says there is action for you to activate in order to see the God alignment and opportunity become a reality. Let's be people that pray like we've never prayed. Humble ourselves. Get rid of anything that's been a distraction or anything that's been a sin. Let's be as pure as we possibly can so we can be positioned for all that God can do. It says in Luke chapter 5 that Jesus frequently withdrew, frequently got away, even to the lonely places to pray. In other words, his breakthrough didn't happen in community. It happened in intimacy. Community is a vital part of staying in your faith and running in your lane, being encouraged. The Bible says don't get in the habit of missing out on the meeting place of God. And church is so much bigger than a Sunday morning, but it is a meeting place as well. But there is an opportunity for all of us every day to get away from the crowds to find that voice of calling, to get away from all the distractions. In that moment of isolation, you can have intimacy with God. That will sustain you and strengthen you for all that God has for you. I wonder what your God connection is going to look like this coming year. I wonder how good it can be. I wonder what he wants to reveal to you. I wonder what kind of baggage that you've been carrying and burdens on your heart that God wants to lift off. I wonder what kind of wounds he wants to heal and restore. I wonder what kind of spiritual gifting he wants you to operate. But I don't want to just wait and wonder. Jesus says, if you pursue, you'll find it. If you'll humble yourself, I'll renew, I'll revive, and I will reward. I don't want this next year to just be the sum of all my own abilities and effort. I want it to be a God year. The same for you. I don't want you to just try to willpower your way to getting better. I want the Holy Spirit of the living God to start showing up in your daily life. And what you think might be impossible, maybe after a 2020 like you've been there for your business life or your relational life, you might think, hey, it's impossible to get to the God dreams. Jesus says in John 10, yeah, with people it's impossible, with man it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. The possibilities of God's plan, how big it can be, how great it can be, you will only experience it as you choose to pursue, renew your passion for God. There's three things I'm asking for everyone who's leaning into this community, everyone who's part of this spiritual family. This January, I'm asking you to join us, January 3rd to January 10th, seven days of prayer and fasting. It's our opportunity to say, God, you go first. God, you get the right of way. God, I'm going after you. I'd love for you, starting January 1, to read through your Bible. Some of you have never done this, and this is going to be revolutionary in your life for your renewal and your revival, and the great reward of God's truth is going to change your life this year. Third and finally, I want you to show up for church, whether in person or online. Don't miss a Sunday in this season. 
Gallup just released a poll a couple weeks ago and they had uh, interviewed people and asked, what's this current status of your mental health from 2019, how are you doing to now 2020? How did you fare in 2020? Every single group, whether Republican or Democrat, whether they were 50 years old or 15 years old, every group had a negative reflection in their 2020 mental health year but one. And those were those that attended weekly religious or church services. People that attended once a month or every once in a while, they actually had a negative 12% decline in their mental health. Those that went seldom or never, negative 13%. But those that went weekly had a 4% increase in them saying that their mental health was excellent. And that's a scientific poll, not a church poll. How much more so could this next year be where we make a commitment to leaning into the Word together as a church family, to showing up, whether it's online or in the room, experiencing worship, experiencing the, the presence of God, practicing what is preached, putting it to life application into our everyday world. If we do that, if we renew our passion for God, He will revive us, He will reward us. If my people, my God-defined people, will respond respond to the problems and the pain of the world around them, respond by humbling themselves, praying, seeking my presence, turning their back on their wicked lives. I'll be there ready for you. God is ready in your future. Your future can start right now. He'll listen. He'll heal. He'll restore. I think he'll reward. The Bible says that you got to turn your back on wicked lives. When you hear the word wicked, I don't know about you, but it seems pretty heavy seems like, man, I, I, I'm not perfect, but I, I wouldn't call myself wicked. Well, the Hebrew word there is ha-ra'im, which just means harmful. Something that's harmful for you. I wonder what you've allowed in your life that's harmful. I wonder what you got in your heart and soul in 2020. It's been easy to get infected with some harm in your heart. I wonder what sort of bitterness has grown, what sort of discouragement has developed. And anything that's harming you is stopping you from what God wants to do for you and what God wants to do through you. In just a moment, we're gonna go into a time of worship. And I wanna encourage you, don't just listen to the song. I want you to begin to practice what we just preached, what you just heard. We're gonna praise God. And if there's anything in your heart and soul that you need to let go from 2020, let it go today and renew and he'll revive and he'll reward. You're gonna find in his presence everything you need, everything he's prepared for this big, amazing, incredible 2021 that's right in front of you.